Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Dr. Trisha Bagsby. Trisha is the Vice President of Organizational Consulting at Psychological Associates, where she is an expert in pre-retirement executive coaching and emotional intelligence. Hello, Trisha. Hi, Mish. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I feel like I already know you. It's like, <laughs> it's like we've hung out for all of five minutes and I just like, I t- well, I stalked you as well. I there, I did was, share that with you. So yes, I know yes. a lot more about you than you know. I have, I'll, I'll confess, I, I also stalked you. So maybe that's why we have this. We're already well into our relationship. We're like sisters. <laughs> Long lost sisters. So tell me, I mean, tell me about what you do. It's fascinating. And I can definitely, just from our short conversation, you are super interested in psychology like I am. Because it's mm-hmm. just one of those things. It's like people. People are so interesting. Yes. So talk, talk, talk. Well, so I get to be a consultant and really it's just a great way of exploring the things that I love. Like you mentioned, like the psychology of people, what makes people tick. Right. Um, You mentioned the pre-retirement area. That's kind of uh, my professional love of my life. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Helping people take this idea of what their identity has been and their role and then reshaping that. Right. And moving into a new phase of their life. So I get to do that. And it takes many forms. So assessment, coaching, and um, helping people, whatever that looks like, get from where they are to where they want to be. Do you find now, because retirement is not like retirement used to be, right? I mean, you know, in the 50s, I'd be retired right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So like now, I mean, you're in your 50s, you definitely don't feel like I'm ready to retire, right? Right, And then and then there is also this thought out there that I'm going to go do something new. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've, I've met so many people as an entrepreneur. I've met so many people like, well, I worked 30, 40, whatever years in the blah, blah, blah industry. And now I'm off to do something on my own. Right. Is that part of what you're helping people with? Absolutely. So one of the things I usually tell people is just like your financial portfolio, mm-hmm. your non-financial retirement portfolio is completely unique to you. Right. You know, so what is your retirement thumbprint? You know, How do we figure out what's important to you? So I have a little process, walk through and figure out where people are, have some risk factors. Right. And how we can coach them into mitigating some of those areas. But it's different. I mean, you can't even uh, predict some of the industries that have mandatory retirement ages. You know, you go into accounting, for example. Yeah. And, you know, at 65, that's, that's it. And that feels different when you're 20 than when you're 60. Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, the, the uh, evolution of how you even attach to this idea of retirement, it's different. So wait, if you work for an accounting firm, mm-hmm. when you're 65, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Now, it, can you go yeah. be an accountant on your own? Or is it like, I'm sorry, you're over 65, you can no longer handle numbers? Right, so they can go into, you know, private industry and that okay, kind of thing. Okay, good, good, good. Same right. with air traffic controllers, though. There's a mandatory yep. retirement age yep. there as well. Um, some areas of military, there's you know mandatory retirement. So it's very interesting when that's the case versus when it's all you, right? Yeah. So when you're trying to figure out what's the, and you know there's things of course you know the financial components that play, health plays a part, of course. You know, but then there's that piece of when are you quote unquote ready, and that's yeah. different for everybody. Right. And then what is your purpose? Like, what, what is the sense of purpose 
when you're retired. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I read when I was stalking you uh, was um, (laughs) I thought it was really interesting the thought of even getting a bit granular and like, well, what time are you going to wake up? Mm -hmm. And what do your mornings look like? Mm -hmm. What does your day look like? I mean, I can see just, so my mom, when my mom retired, um, she was, I mean, I think she was bored and she mm-hmm. like didn't really, and like two months later, she's like, oh, I got a new job. Did I tell you? I'm like, what? <laughs> right. I thought you were retired, right. you know? Well, there was just no way. I mean, she's way too vibrant of a human being to actually retire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And she loves, she works in a floral shop. She loves that. That's like perfect for her, right? Yeah. But um, I think that if you don't have that thought, like, ah, if you're just sort of drifting, you need somebody to help guide you. Yes. Yes. And that's really what it is. It's really just, you know, being a sounding board, um, helping people to figure out what are those things. If I don't do this, right? what else? Because we kind of, I think it's interesting in organizational settings, um, engagement became a really big thing over the last few decades. So we spent all this time telling people, be engaged, be a part of your organization. You and your organization are one, right? right. And then when it comes to retirement, it's like, see you later. And now you're divorced. And how do you cope yeah. with that piece? Right. So most of the ways that I see people cope with it are they go uh, negative. They go inward. And it's either, Aww. well, I didn't like that place anyway. I couldn't stand those people anymore anyway. I didn't like that job or, you know, those types of things. Right. And then that has a negative impact on their sense of self and their well-being. So what I try to do is to figure out, like in your mom's case, you know, what is it that you attach to? Sometimes it's an activity. I need to do a thing. Right. Yes. And some people are like, I've been doing a thing for decades. I'm tired of that thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for a new thing. (laughs) Right. And so helping them figure out and shape that because... If you've only talked about retirement with a certain group of people, that retirement looks like, oh, I go travel. Right. Right. And then you think, oh, which retirement is travel. Retirement is golf. Retirement is, you know, right. fill in the blank. You try to fit yourself into that little definition. And that's where I see people get into trouble. Where if they go and figure out what does retirement mean to me? You exactly. Know, it might mean that I'm working 40 hours, but it's a combination of all these other things I never had time for. Yeah. And I don't have this full-time connection. Or what, I mean, like, it seems like a lot of companies could also um, really benefit from those people, like the sage advice of the people that have been there for so long. Like, they could come in and be more of a consultant now. Um, I have a a gentleman that I'm working with, that uh, my financial guy, Bruce Weiner. Hello, Bruce. And, uh, (laughs) and, you know, and, and one of the reasons why I was so attracted to working with Bruce is because he was like, I was like, gosh, I don't see me retiring for a long time because I, I mean, I, I kind of have a fun gig with all the things I do. Mm -hmm. And, and he's like, well, he's like, but you don't then don't think about like, I'm going to sell my company someday. Think more of someday. I'm only going to do the parts of the company that I really want to do. And I have other people in line to do the rest and the company's still paying me. And I'm like, wait, yeah, let's, let's go talk. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get there? <laughs> I want to, I like this idea, right? you know, but I had never even thought about that until someone brought that into my way of being. It wasn't even mm-hmm. a, it just, I didn't even think that that would be yeah. an, a good idea or Absolutely. that it was an idea, right. you know? Well, we've evolved past what retirement yes. used to mean. And I think because we're okay with that now, you know, kind of exploring it. And, and it's funny because I think the gig economy is helping that. Okay. You know, having more people who aren't 100% reliant on one organization. Yes. And we're getting more comfortable with that. Right. So I think that's expanding 
what then that means for my second career or retirement or whatever that may be. And you're right. A lot of folks before they're retired are ready to engage as a mentor, as a give back. But a lot of organizations go, uh... You're retired. You know, why would we invest? Do they still give people gold watches? I think I think some do. I think <laughs> I <just> some do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you wonder, right? You know, right. that just seems, oh, is it a gold Apple watch? It, 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 it may, I hope so at this point. <laughs> um, but, you know, but it's funny because it's not just, uh, just that piece of the equation, but then the person who's going to be taking that job. Yes. And how do we make that transition? Right. So that's another big piece of what I love is who's going to be that successor and how do they gain the confidence to take over? Right. And how does this person let go? Awesome. So interesting. Okay. It's fun. Well, we're going to retire for just a small moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with Trisha. So we're back with Trisha, and another thing is emotional intelligence. That's another mm-hmm. one of your gigs. Yeah. So, um, so there's IQ, EQ, and now this whole mm-hmm. AQ adaptability quotient, yeah. which is you know another big buzzy thing that I'm hearing out there. But is it is it right to say like when I think of myself, I'm like I am so EQ, pretty good at AQ, IQ. Yeah, I'm like a smart. I'm a smart gal. Yeah. I mean, I you definitely don't want me to operate on you or anything like that. You know what I mean? I mean, there's like there's some areas just should not be there's there. There's some boundaries. But okay. <laughs> but do you think most people kind of feel like I'm more this that like I have? Is that how that works, or is there? Am I just making this up in my head? I you could know, be. <laughs> I, no, I do think that people have an idea of their own identity of how well they do on those, and even how they relate to those things. So okay. IQ is a very complex, I think, identity thing. Right. Most of us have this very, you know, oh, I'm not that smart kind of. Or what? It, I mean, what is it even it. like? What is my? I, I don't even know. Right. I, and, and it's such a weird area of of kind of you have it or you don't. Right. So I think that people get a little more comfortable when they get to know the EQ stuff and even the AQ stuff because that is, I can teach you the skills to improve that. That's a muscle. Right. The more you practice these things, the better you can get at these outcomes. Right. You know, adaptability and emotional intelligence. So I think that one, maybe there's not as much of that, you know, I am or I'm not. Because this IQ... I mean, I don't believe this. I don't think you just show, I mean, some people do, you know, some people are like, hi, I'm six months old. I'm talking and I'm writing blogs. But um, but I think some people, I mean, the IQ is dependent upon what do you learn? Are you learning? Are you always learning? Are you paying it? You know, like mm-hmm. you can get a better IQ. Yeah, it's all, it's a combination. You know, this is kind of the nature nurture debate. Right. right? So there's right. what you're born with in terms of like how the, the clay you know, exactly. How moldable like, can we is mold this? Clay? this? Right. Gotcha. <laughs> and then in, in the right skilled hands. Right. You know. So it's you know, if if you gave me the clay, it would look like. But if you gave my <laughs> husband the clay, it'd be some kind of gorgeous outcome that would end up in a museum one day. You know, it's the same clay. Right. Um, gotcha. But, you know. So it is something that if you have the right foundation. And now that's not to say that we shouldn't develop everybody, because I think that. Everybody deserves that, you know, growth and attention and to get in there and find what their intelligence is. Because we talk about IQ like it's one thing and it's not. There's so many different types of intelligence. So I have high IQ in some places, Mm -hmm. but again, don't operate and 
I'm exactly. not a rocket scientist uh, yeah, person. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, I talk about all the time. I have like zero kinesthetic intelligence. Like I could just <laughs> fall for no reason. I don't know where my body is in space. Like I'm not sure if I'm going to bump into something at this any given is, time. I have a whole thing about how I cannot put anything on my feet but sh- but shoes. Like do no no skis, no segway things. Yeah. I should not have anything beneath my feet right. other than the soles of shoes or else it, it could be disaster. Right. But but meanwhile, <laughs> your intelligence in reading people and you know those right. types of things and that intu- intu- intuitive mind yeah, is that off one the I charts. got. I got if, if if there was an intuitive quotient, I'm boom, yeah. I'm there. And I feel like we kind of when we we go, oh well, you know, IQ is this or not this. We measure because it's hard to measure the other ones. Right. There's right. certain certain intelligences that are easier to measure than others, so we do yeah, that. Ten question quizzes I get on Facebook have mm-hmm. not told me what my true EQ is. Uh, does it tell you what your Harry Potter house is? <laughs> that might be more useful. You wonder about this. Like, do you know your IQ is? Take this test. I'm like, right. really? This is going to tell me my IQ? I don't think so. Right. No. No. I don't. Th- I, I wouldn't put any stock in that. No. But if yeah, but Harry Potter house. Yeah, that one I do. Definitely for sure. Which Definitely. Disney princess yes, you are? Yeah. Absolutely. Any of those. Any of those, those are right on. <laughs> right. All the time. <laughs> Yeah. So when you're within an organization, then what are you helping people out with when it comes to emotional intelligence? So it's some baseline self-awareness to Mm -hmm. begin with. Always Um, good to have that. Always good to have that. It's amazing how many people will go through life and haven't had somebody coach them in that way, though, um, to explain um, that you can be in control of what your emotion, how your emotions get triggered and what you do and you can control you know your behavioral reactions and the other part of it it's not just you and your own uh, emotions it's being able to read other people's emotions yes and know when's the right time to approach them with you know with questions or if something's a difficult topic what's the right way of doing that I mean we've all experienced somebody in our lives that just like I'm coming in, whether you're ready or not. I'm going to tell you all this stuff you don't want to hear right now. And you're like, whoa. And you've got all the signals around you going, not a good time. Like there's a flashing (laughs) sign, not a good time. And they just come right in. You know, so it's kind of, it's helping people individually get that, but then helping teams, which is really where it becomes powerful. No kidding. A group of people who all have their own, Yes, what's a good time and how do they, what their emotional reactions are and things like that. Helping them to come with um, an understanding of where they are and how to put on some, put in some boundaries and put in some, uh, you know, operating rules to make sure that you don't trample all over everybody's emotions. Exactly. So you can get stuff done. Well, at we, the end of the day, that's the point. We talked about this when before we started the the whole podcast thing about how, you know, that that teenage that mm-hmm. teenage time, mm-hmm. you know, that's a time of balance. There's some letting there's some letting go, there's some bringing in, there's some boundaries. I mean, it's like yeah. there's oh my gosh, the it this is taking a lot of energy to be on board with it and, you know, feel like I'm doing a good job. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's days I'm like, I am such an amazing mother. Yeah. And then there are other days I'm like, wow, right. <laughs> I got to work on that. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, us at our best, right? When we're when we're well rested, we have all our emotional resources. Yeah, like, everything in our it. life is just wonderful. Yes. <laughs> like approach me with all the difficult things right now because right. I am good. But that's not usually when it comes up. No, it's usually when you have like total stress or you're just not regulating your emotions for whatever reason, and that's when all the flip side of your personality comes <laughs> up. Those things that you really you know try to hide from everybody else, and that's you know that's usually what's going on is how people aren't as aware of the flip side of their personalities. They're not as aware of where they get in their own way. Yes. And we tell ourselves lots of really good stories. Right. Right. My blow up wasn't that bad because I was justified in that because clearly I was right. Here's what was going on. Here's all my excuses. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, we like to generally think that we are not terrible beings. So when we do things that are not ideal, we have a story. That wasn't me. Right. <laughs> clearly I don't faults. know where that came from. So it gets at all of that as well. You know, and so it, again, it's individual level, but the team level stuff is where it gets really, really powerful and becomes something that teams can go from. It took us three months to solve this one issue because right. we all had differing opinions and kept blowing up to Well, and, it's, is it, and learning everybody else's personalities and skill sets and what have you. And And just their behavioral expressions. You know, when this person gets irritated, this is what they're going to do. Right. Looking out for those signals because it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know, I get all irritated. My first reaction is, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and my husband is like real even, you know. So for me, I had to learn that that was not a just keep going. Right, right, right. Yeah, gotcha. But we do that with our coworkers as well. You know, you have the coworker that by the time they blow up, they're done. Yes, right. And then you've got the the inverse. Like by the time that they're calm in this situation, they're done. (laughs) And (laughs) trying to find the combination. That is so, and it's, it's, I had someone recently tell me, you don't really show when you're stressed. I'm like, Mm. I I, I like literally say, I am super stressed out right now. But they're like, but you say it with a big happy smile on your face. And I was like, well, that is kind of true. But I'm also mm-hmm. like telling you, well, I'm really stressed out right now. Here's what, oh, you know. Right. But, but I also don't get grumpy mm. usually. Like I'm not like, don't talk to me. I'm really stressed out. I'm more like, I'm totally stressed right now. I can't do that right now. Right. But I'm like still happy, I guess, at my core. Just, huh, can't do this, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but I thought, that kind of does send a mixed message. But I also yeah. don't think I'm going to become grumpy girl all of a sudden. Right. I just don't see it happening. No, well, and that's just, that's your expression. Yeah, and, right. And you wouldn't want to do it a different way either because that's not then like... it's not authentic no, and it's not, weird. Like, why is this being weird? For yeah, you? right. So that right. would come out all weird, right? Right, like <laughs> when I do get to this point, right. you're like, you know, then it's, you have pushed me yes. and very few times, but I also am kind of like, I don't bring that out unless it's gotten to that. Mm-hmm. And then ooh, you're going to see a part of piece of this you've never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> right. ooh, and it's just, you're going to be like, wow, she's super serious. Cause I've never seen that before. Right. Well, <laughs> so. and by the time you get to that point too, it doesn't feel good. You know, yeah, no. so you don't like you in that moment. No. And that's why we try to prevent it. Exactly. You know, by the time you get there, you're going to have all kinds of regrets and be upset with yourself. Like, let's just manage it on the front end. I'm so sad I did that. Right. It doesn't (laughs) feel good. It doesn't feel good. Well, we are going to take another break. We'll be right back with Trisha. So we are back with Trisha and it is, yay, this is going to be fun. It is our question time. <laughs> so um, I kind of asked one already. We're not going to do that, but you have four children. I do. All right. You have got to have a good story. 
<laughs> there's a story. What are what like there's there's the kid stories. Whether mm. it's all kids or one kid, tell me oh your like one of your favorite kid stories. Oh, there's so many, Mish. I there's know. so many. They're very like, funny. So like the it doesn't have to be your favorite because you'll okay. be driving home going, dang it, that was my favorite. I'm gonna but, think like, of all top of, of mind one. Okay. Um, well, I, I'll tell you because this is also timely with Game of Thrones. Something that just happened with my third. Okay. Um, she's four years old. Her name is Arya. Oh my God, I love Arya. As in Arya Stark. Yes. Um, so I have these little figures in my room. They're like pop dolls, but it's a different brand, but, you know, essentially the same thing. Gotcha. And, you know, they're not toys, so they're in the package. You know, it's one of those things, like, it, this is mom and dad's toys. And, <laughs> and she you found don't them. take them out of the blister right, pack. Right, they are going to. This is college. We just look at them. <laughs> and so she comes in and she goes, like, what's this? What's going on? Whose toys are these? <laughs> like, well, those are, you know. Those are from a show. That you so, cannot watch. Actually, <laughs> you are named after a character in this show. And she's like, what's the show? Game of Thrones. And, you know, we didn't even have to get into the, you can't watch this yet. Right. Uh, she said, and you named me after this character? And I said, well, not her, but a different one. Her name's Arya Stark. And she goes, hmm, you're weird. And walked away. <laughs> I'm like, but well. What a cool name. Yes, right? Right. But I, I kind of got tricked into this name. Because oh, she yes. got to it, okay? <laughs> because I hadn't watched the series yet or read the books and my husband had. Ah. So we're thinking of names, thinking of names. You know, he's wanting something really artistic and he's coming up with all these things. He wanted so badly for the name Remy. And I'm looking for anything not Remy at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, What about Arya? It's from this you know, from the books and we'll watch this series. Let's let's watch the first couple. So I watched like the first, I don't know, maybe one or two series. I'm like, oh, she's tough thing. She a is. Tough cookie. Don't mess yeah. with Arya. Let's go ahead. Mm. Yeah, Arya's a good name. Okay. So, have the baby. Name the baby. Keep watching the show. I'm like, oh, she's like a serial killer. <laughs> like, you let me name my baby after a serial killer? This but is I not love okay. this character. Yes. But, you don't know, mess with Arya. Right, right. So, one day, Arya will watch this show and yes. hopefully have this, like, and you know what? She has really lived up to her name so far. She really? is quite something. Yeah, she's tough. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, she's she's funny. Yeah. And I'm, then uh, Mimi, if you want another quick one. Okay, because I hope this is the one I'm thinking of. Because this is actually one of my questions. My three-year-old? Is this the... Egghead? Yes. Okay, because that was going to be one of my questions. When you hear egghead, what do you think? Right. What do you think? What well, came to I your would, mind? So I was like, I don't know. Easter's coming up. There's eggs. We got to decorate yeah. them. I don't know. I And see, I, so... Okay. I would not have thought of what... But go, because this is hilarious to me. (laughs) So Miriam, we call her Mimi, is three. And she comes to me the other day and she says, I have an egghead and I want a color. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, and I'm thinking egghead. And immediately I went to like bullying and name calling. And egghead is like, you're the, you know, the nerdy, smart kid, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, who said this to you? You know, and the mama bear comes out and she's like, daddy. I was like, I'm sorry, what? He said, what? And she goes, I have an egghead and I need medicine. And it clicked in that moment. I was like, egghead, like, egghead, like you have a headache? And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. And I want a color. And I'm like, oh, okay. I gotcha. Get- now, okay, now we're on the same page. Right. But for in that moment, and, and if you met my husband, he's the sweetest, dearest, would never say anything even remotely mean to these children. Right. And in that moment, I was like, I'm going to hurt him. 
like, you can't call, call her an, an egghead. egghead. <laughs> like her emotional well-being. Like I'm going all like you know what is she? Why did he call her an this? egghead? Oh. <laughs> and later on, he was like, "Did you really think I would say?" I'm like, "No, I don't know." But you know, the mama bear thing comes, and it's just all your rational brain and you goes get away. Crazy. You it become just, crazy. Not yes, exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. My brother one time, um, I believe it was my brother. Somebody in my family told my mom one time that they had a headache in their stomach. Oh, that was that's so cute. I've got a headache in my stomach. Yes, you know. I just I love the way that they do this. Like like my oldest, she's almost ten, used to say instead of "I want to sit next to you," she would say, "Can I sit sit next of you?" And I next just of you. It, was it so sounds elegant. like she's from England. Yes. I want to sit next, next of you. you. Yes, I used to ask my mom. There was a there was a lady at our church, and one time I asked my mom if she was expensive. I'm like, is that lady expensive? I was really trying to say she rich. Oh, and my determine like what determined to me that this woman was rich was the fact that she wore an amazing amount of makeup. Ah. Now, as a kid, it was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. as an adult, I'm sure like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, Betty, right? You know, like right. calm it down with the green eyeshadow, right? Yeah. But in my head, she was just beautiful, and yeah. she must be expensive. Of course. So yes, yeah, you know. all the signals you get. Yeah, right? as right? a kid, as a kid, right? <laughs> I know it's hilarious. Um, so I, again, stalking you, I saw you in one of your pictures. You had you you would an ice cream treat, but which makes me want to ask you, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, uh, I absolutely adore Cold Stone um, birthday cake remix. Ooh. Have you had birthday this? Birthday cake is like the best flavor yes. ever of everything. I even have protein bars that are birthday cake. Oh, it's so good. And then they put the cookie dough in it. Ooh. So that was my favorite forever until this came into my life. And now they've combined them. I'm like, I could probably just survive off of this. I wish we could. It's Yes, right? I totally want to be a dessert-tarian. Yeah. I, I want to only... So there's, there's this other flavor of ice cream that schnooks cool. I think they're culinaria, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's sugar cookie dough ice cream that has like birthday cake with sugar I know it's it is that sounds amazing really good for you too high nutritional value yes I think yeah I think we should make this a thing uh, well yeah Yeah. I mean why not it would make me happy I'd be bringing joy into my life every single day and it's important to be happy yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, well okay so I have this my my other question is just sort of but yeah um if there was one thing that you wanted people to know, like the people that are thinking about retirement right mm-hmm. now, and mm-hmm. let's say they don't have a you mm-hmm. in their life, mm-hmm. what what is the thing? Is there a source? Is there something they should think about? Is there something they should read? Is there a website that's all about retirement people? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, there've been some good websites. I think what I would say is start with a blank slate. You know, figure out what's important to you. Um, I'll often have people take a, an interest survey, like when you're first figuring out what you want to do in your, with your oh, life. Right. What would you be good at? And right. it's like reimagining That's these questions. Cool. That's so we a start good idea. There with like, what if not this? What else? What are the things that really just you know light a fire in you? Yeah. Spend your life doing those things. You know, if you have a choice right now and you've got a choice, right? You know, go in the direction where you're going to feel feel fulfilled, where you're going to feel you know just ignited. And um, so I usually will have them go there because often they're they're like, well, I don't know what else. I've just been doing this. And then there's tons of things you can just look at, you know, not the non-financial components. What what else should you be planning for? Right. And, you know, everything from your identity, your relationships, your spouse partner relationship, and your, your family and friends, the folks closest to you, 
it's going to impact them. Right. People don't think it is, you know, because you're kind of wrapped up into your own, I'm making this massive leap. Right. And it's my first really big organizational change that I don't have anybody really helping me through. So we tend to go inward. Yes. But, you know, everybody closest to you is going to be impacted by this thing. You know, so it's instead of going inward, look for those people that you can reach out to. And have them be your committee. Have them be the people who are watching out for you. I love that's a really because it's not like you sit down with the family and go, "I'm going to retire. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it." I mean, it's just not something you, because you do look at it like it's such a personal right. thing. Right. But of course, everything you do affects so many other people. Yeah, you and know? they can help you. Yeah, you know, and sometimes they can help you by just saying, "You know what? You're not doing great at this right now. <laughs> you know, something seems to be off." Or they can say, "I could really use some help. Can you run the kids to school for yes. me from now on?" Yes, I'm, you know, yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's probably find- a lot of opportunities opportunities that they don't think about. Oh, yeah. And you find all these boundaries by bumping into the walls after you've retired. You know, I find these people who have trouble in their relationships because they were never in the kitchen and then suddenly they're in the kitchen. Like, that's not your turf. It wasn't your turf. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to become a great cook all of a sudden. You can't can't go in. You have to renegotiate (laughs) the lines. You know, those types of things. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. Because then all of a sudden it's like if there was an at-home person and then they're like, what do you, what? Can we stop? Right. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You're here all the time. This you know? is, I mean, I got to tell you, really fascinating information. Awesome. I just love it. And it's and it's a great way for it's a paradigm shift for a lot of people, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to think about this. Yeah, I think so. it's a freeing thing when you can really get in there and go, you know what? I can make this. I can curate my ideal retirement. Yes. Heck yeah. I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's curate that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Trisha, for thank being you, a Mish. guest today. This has been delightful. It has been. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you. Awesome sauce. And where can people find out about Psychological Associates? Well, we've got website, Facebook page. Um, you can give give the office a call. Ask for me. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Everybody out there, you have been listening to Mishmash. Go to iTunes and subscribe and have awesome days. Thank you. Thank you.